We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I'm Chanae Ogwumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. Welcome back to another episode of Y'all Gaming, where we ask y'all uh, the more important questions about life is Y'all Gaming. So, uh, I'm TK, this is Tony. We're going to talk about a couple things today. Uh, first thing we decided to talk about will be the Cyberpunk delay, also the crunch culture, and then, of course, uh, fan gaming questions, which I see a lot of y'all are actually arguing in there about stuff, which is kind of interesting. But we'll uh, we'll get to that soon enough. Anyway, I'm TK. It's Coney. Coney, how you doing? Hey, everybody. How's it going? Yeah, it's been pretty dry. Um, Cyberpunk got delayed today with, to the to the dismay of many a gamer all over the world. Um, but as the only only show on the internet that asks, are y'all gaming? We had to make sure that you guys knew about it and see what you thought about it. I certainly have my opinions, um, and I don't think that they're unique opinions, but I do think that there's something uh, going on. But first things first... Let's just explain it. Um, so, wait, wait, wait. But first things first, though. What's up? What have you been gaming? What have you oh, been gaming on lately? Uh, I have been playing Mario Picross. Okay. Which is a Japanese-only game on the Super Nintendo, which they put on the eShop. Uh, so I've been rocking that out. And then I also played Mickey Mania for the Super Nintendo, which is a lot easier than I remember. Do you remember that game? No. But yeah. since you're going to go back, I w- have, have you... Have you or will you beat that Lion King game that was impossible? No, I never. Absolutely not. I hate that game. Okay. <laughs> I owned that game as a kid, and I, I hate I never got past. I think I got past the Stampede once or twice, and then I never did it again. But you know what's crazy? Uh, back in the Brawl days, there was a player that was, like, godly at it. I don't think it was J-Rugs. I don't think it was Drugs, but it was somebody like him, and they were like, was it? It wasn't Combo Knight. No, no, no. That one... Combo Fiend? Was there a Brawl player named Combo Fiend? Mm, there's a Brawl player... There was a Brawl player with, with with some... I don't know. But we went to his house and he owned the game. I was like, dude, that game was hard. He's like, I can beat it in 30 minutes. I was like, what are you oh. talking about? He's like, yeah, I can beat it right now. And he did it without dying once. And he wasn't like speedrunning it, but it blew my mind. Um, But yeah, I hate that game. It's not fun. Okay. That's fair. I mean, if it if it sucks, it sucks. You know, I hate sucks, it. it sucks. I just got a key for this uh, Ghost Runner. 
Um, oh, you got a which, key for that? Yeah, yeah. So I might actually uh, get in there eventually. I didn't. I didn't. Well, not even eventually. Maybe tonight because. I wasn't. Th- I, I thought I was gonna run out of games to play, and then right as I say that, Ghost Runner is like, "Ha ha, you thought?" So I forgot we'll that was coming that. out. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I saw because I saw. Um, I see uh, Elspeth playing it, and I was like, "Ghost Runner," but yeah, no. I'm like, I went to go check and see if my keymailer gave it to me, and lo and behold, here we are with uh, Ghost Runner. So, um, yeah. But anyway, I've been gaming on. Uh, I've been playing Eternal Return a decent amount. Got back in the league. It was playing. I've been playing set support. Obviously, Genshin Impact. I do my dailies and then kind of log off, and uh, yeah, that's what I've been gaming on. So I'm anyway, sorry to I'm sorry to hear that League has sucked you back up, bro. Set support is so fun. It will suck you up too if you could just uh, run around being. Well, you play Shaco support, so you know how it is when you're not actually supporting. Oh you're yeah, yeah. Kinda, well, you know why I'm down there because I've been I played Zerath support and Cat was like, you should play Pantheon support. It's the same thing, and I'm like, it's not. It's not as fun. It's not nearly that's, as fun. Yeah, it's not not even close to the same. What? No, so he's done. <laughs> Actually, so was it while we're talking about games that we want to try, I actually I, I asked this the audience this too, and I asked you this. This is an interesting question that I've had before we get to the actual topics. There's a game that's been on my radar for a while that I think is super interesting called Accident. Okay. And the mm-hmm. idea is you're like a you're like an investigator that comes upon like car accidents and you try to decide what happened. Like did somebody fall asleep at the wheel? Did was there a car malfunction? Did the airbags deploy all that stuff? And you have to piece out what happened with the accident. I think that's a really cool idea. I think that's awesome, but I also don't want to play it because my stream is usually making fun of games like this and this sounds <laughs> very serious and I don't want somebody who had a did like I had a bad experience with a cart you know it might hit a little close to home so i like i've been conflicted on this for a long time and i'm interested not in like i'm making fun of it aspect but like that sounds like an interesting game you know yes it does but but yeah with the with the with the with what you're running and not to say anything's wrong with people because i mean like it's it's a great time to no, be no, in no, there no, when, no. it's a you know, different vibe but, yeah, it's just that you you can't play you can't play serious games, bro. Like, I don't think so. I really don't think I can. I think there was a game that was like it was like about mental health, mm-hmm. and, and I think I'm not sure if you were the therapist or if it was just like oh like yeah, that. and I and I don't I just could not imagine seeing that here. Yeah, yeah, yep. Oh man, yeah, that, that be, was that a. It was I it played I played a game called like Psychiatrist Simulator or something, but it was so like stupid and it was so goofy that it was easy to like. But if something was serious about that, it would be a problem. So okay, I'll I'll, I'll think about it. It's fine, whatever. But so the topics of the day, in case you guys did not see, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven got delayed once again all the way until December tenth, which I think is a twenty one day delay, twenty day delay, something like that. Um, yeah, so it, it was slated to come out. Uh, November twentieth. Come out November nineteenth. Nineteenth. Okay. Yeah. So all right. So yeah. So now you said it's December tenth. Yep. Let me move that thing back then, because that's gonna be that. That's good though, because like honestly, I was I was gonna be so crunched for time between uh, Assassin's Creed and Hyrule Warriors coming out. Uh, but it's bad because. Uh, well, you know, I'm like, how do you take that? Why do you think it's, why do you think it's terrible? I think it's bad, dude. I do. Now, so their reasoning was, they said it's because they're developing for nine platforms, right? They said that they have to do, what, PS4, Xbox One, the new Xbox, uh, PS5, PC, Stadia, and I don't know what the rest are. Uh, but they definitely said it not was switch, definitely not. The, oh God, could you imagine just <laughs> chugging that thing along at 10 FPS? Uh, but yeah, Cyberpunk is basically delayed. They say it's because of all that. So I, I, I had a, I, I've been reading a bunch of tweets on it, and honestly, 90% of the time when I hear a game is delayed, I'm like, good, that's great. I'm, I'm excited. I'm glad that it's getting delayed because it's going to get polished. It's only going to be better. When a game gets delayed this many times, I'm like, okay, something's wrong. I feel like there's a problem with the game that they haven't fixed, and I don't know what that problem is. It might be gameplay related. It might just not need like bells and whistles to be fixed, or it might be something like structurally wrong that breaks the game. I don't know, but I feel like there's something going on there because they bragged about it going gold, and they're like, "Yeah, nothing will stop it. It's definitely coming out November 20th." They tweeted about it. They said, "Everybody, nothing will stop it now," and now something's stopping it again. I think there's something wrong, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Well, I mean, I was watching a decent amount of the, 
of like the gameplay trailers with like some of the people who like really break that shit down. Mm-hmm. And they and and for how like polished and long this game has been like hyped, there it was still was some shit that I saw that was like it just doesn't like sit right. Some of the animations didn't sit right and things yeah. like that. And so because of that, uh I, I think I don't think they're going back in the drawing board for that. But yeah, I just like something that you said before we got on the on the call was that like uh, twenty days is not going to be enough to fix whatever is the issue, unless it was like I don't know, if, unless it was like some weird, uh, I don't know, mainframe or like graphical glitch that could be fixed really quickly, or like sure. uh, or like an internet issue that's like oh we just wanted to make sure that our our servers are stable or for twenty days. All right, cool. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that makes sense, but. If you have to overhaul like something in the entire game, I don't think 28 is going to be enough, especially with how long this game has been worked on. This game has almost had like the same treatment as Final Fantasy 15, uh, 15, where that game actually was called Versus 2 for a long time, and mm-hmm. then it took so long that they got to change the name. So, like, it's, it's uh, I don't know. I'm a little skeptical as well about what happens uh with these 20 days we'll see i just i watched some gameplay stuff i've been trying to keep myself mostly blind so i haven't tried to catch too much of it but it looked very um i don't know what it's going to do to iterate on like fallout because like when you think of like a third person sort of a loot shooter with narrative elements i think of fallout right because like fallout Mm -hmm. 3 fallout 4 whatever um the gameplay that i've seen from cyberpunk i look at it and i'm like okay what are you doing different and I don't really see much. I mean, they're, they're going to have some stuff with the augments, with the different things that you can put on your body, which may functionally be the same as, like, Bioshock's tonics or um, the uh, the Vigors or whatever they're called in, in Infinite. But, like, I feel like it's the same spiel. Even Dishonored. It's like, it's like yeah, it's a shooter, but you got all these different powers and stuff, whatever. But what are you going to do different? And that's what I haven't had answered for me. And part of me wonders if there is one. And, like, I, I don't know. I'm not sold on it yet. Um, I never played Witcher, but everybody that I've talked to said that Witcher's gameplay was super weak. It was just, like, the narrative elements were super good, which is what made it a good game. Um, I, I really, I really, and I'm really starting to hate, like, I hate that narrative more than anything else. Uh, mm-hmm. When it comes to games, I don't care. Like the story can be great for sure, but if the the gameplay is only serviceable as an A to B mechanic, then I would r- literally rather watch cut all the cutscenes just to get the story. Yeah. Uh, than to actually slog through your gameplay for a game, uh, and then and then go about and say the game is amazing after playing slogging through the gameplay. Like that's just not. I I don't understand how people can continue to say like games are a masterpiece. And then also in the same vein say, well, the gameplay was a little lackluster, but the story, though, the story is great. You could say the game story is a masterpiece, but to say the whole game is a masterpiece while disregarding the main point of the game, which is the gameplay, is a weird take to me. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, will have to see what happens with Cyberpunk. This is all speculation, depending on how good the game actually is. Uh, But I'm a little concerned. I mean, like, here's the thing. Launching for nine platforms, including Google Stadia, I get it. That sounds hard as hell. Like, if that's really what it is, that's fine. But this seems very easy to sort of cover up something else that's going on, and maybe it's not going to be good. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm getting No Man's Sky vibes here. I feel like something... Something smells a little. Well, fishy. hold on now. No Man's Sky now is actually kind of a bop, apparent yeah. according. Three years later, oh. four years later, five yeah. years later. Jesus, I should have bought it when it was on sale, bro. Just, I mean, like, there was no way they were gonna release that game and then like not try to fix it. Uh, well, I mean, honestly, who knew? Who knew? Because yeah. like, to be honest, they 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 definitely pulled the wool over a lot of people's eyes. I saw No Man's Sky. I mean, that joint had mad viewers on the first day. Yeah, and. Uh, so a lot of people end up buying that game only to be let down. But now apparently it's pretty good. And I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, I'm thinking about getting in there. Seems like a nice little space odyssey. You know what I'm saying? But we'll see. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving. And that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. 
Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. Football is back in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonus today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's Blue Wire, all one word. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Well, that leads us into the second uh, talk we were going to have, which is about this crunch culture, because like they're saying that there's, what, 20 more days, 21 more days, and a lot of people, some people have said, you know, this is good because the developers want it to crunch as much, um, and the other side is saying that this makes it even worse because not only are they going to have to crunch up until that point, but also for the day one patch, which always happens, you know, so they're going to have to keep going. Um... Apparently, CD Projekt Red has really good uh, benefits for its employees, though. Like, they get 10% of the, the however much the game does, and they get paid overtime and blah, blah, blah. So, like, apparently they're not as bad as most people. But at the same time, should you really be cutting it this close with a game anyway? You know? Like, where, yeah. where you're working on it this close to release. I, I know you have to get it out before the holiday, obviously, but I don't know. It's just... um. I feel like there was all that hubbub about Red Dead 2 when it came out, and then everybody realized how good Red Dead 2 was, at least for most people, and they're like, oh, who cares? Let them crunch. I don't care. <laughs> it's art. Uh, I, man, crunch culture and grind culture all together, I feel like they work like in tandem, though, because, like, yeah, man, like, as soon as this game gets put out, people are going to, like, you know, they're going to, they're going to, like, find everything they can about it, and, like, that's just, I think, I know that's part of, like, being a consecrator as well, but just, like you can't fall behind and then also being the first to find stuff uh is super huge so mostly i feel like a lot of people there's like there's two sides of that coin though it's like there's people who want to find stuff to actually help the developer or there's people who want to find stuff to be like wow bro i can't believe they took this 20 days and didn't even fix this and yeah. it's like all right so like even when even when the game is out they're still crunching you know what i'm saying they still yeah. have to like be on uh on high alert for anything that like shows up uh as a bug that they may need to immediately fix and things like that so that they don't get uh, 7 million tweets all over and over. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, I, I think I would, I would much like games to be, like, finished um, and maybe sat, you know, sat and marinated on for, like, two weeks. You know, give it to a couple people that, like, or give it to some media uh, people, give it to some, like, hardcore game testers whatever, and, like, let them play under an embargo or you know under like a nda type deal can't stream it but just you know play the game let us know if you find anything weird or whatever and then uh but like at least the game already feels uh completely finished there's nothing they have have to overhaul so like guy comes back he's like yeah man i'm in this one area the camera's kind of weird here or whatever and it kind of got me glitching through the walls seems like something they can like fix relatively easy but if it's like this game comes out and somehow like the a whole like the main infrastructure of the game is somehow broken because the whoever was there testing it uh in house didn't see like big issues that could be a, a super huge issue and i think that's where like i would much like games be kind of like finished yeah before we uh and, and almost i think that kind of like plays into like the whole early access thing like early access is cool uh but at, sometimes i feel like it's almost like everything's early access now so you never know you never get that hype of like when a game is like fully released you know what i'm saying yeah i hate early access that's the whole reason i didn't play hades for so long is because like i wanted to wait for the actual release and then the actual release came out and it was amazing but like i i had the issue with dead cells so far behind now though so well yeah but i mean if i really like it 
yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if I really like it, I'll pound through it. The pro- I, I chug games. I don't, like, sip them, you know? So, like, my problem was I beat Dead Cells in, like, three days, and it was like, come back later for more. I'm like, no thanks, and I just never played it again, and then now the game's been released and has all this DLC, but I don't care. I don't want to play it anymore. Um, and I feel like it's uh, it's similar for these things. I would just rather have a game, like, come out, you know? Um, especially if it's a AAA game. Also, yeah. what's interesting, it sounded like you were talking about a technical beta. Guess what I got in my email today was a technical beta, like a, like a, like a, like a, uh, 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 an exclusive beta for Fall Guys Season 2. And I'm like, huh? Isn't that already out? That's literally out. I don't know what they're gonna do. Like, I don't know if they have extra stuff. It was like, and I'm looking at it, and it's like, all the stuff that you see is gonna be under NDA. I'm like, what am I gonna see? What? What are you gonna show me? It's like there's a PBE for a game. Which I don't know. I don't know. I oh, might. Wow. I might okay. check it out, but we'll see. A PBE for for Fall Guys. Maybe there's a Fall million guys. new games. I don't know. Maybe they have like a billion new mini games. Hell yeah, I'd be down for that. I mean, they need they need something because I mean, Fall Guys really has fallen off uh, comparative to like a lot of the like right now. The Twitch rivals are doing um, they're doing Spellbreak. Yep. Which was also another game that like had a lot of early access. It's it's crazy to me that some of these early access games, I feel like they almost die in early access and still manage to make it out. Because Spellbreak had like it, it, that game is I've heard that name for at least two years. Yeah, and but like I, I remember one of the redacteds, uh, not yep, Smash yep, Redacted, yep, but yep, one of the redacteds yep, playing yep. A, a bunch of it. Told me to play and, it, the same guy. Yep, yep, yep. And then. Out of nowhere, he just flipped on the game and said it was trash, and then I saw no one playing it ever again. And so I got into Spellbreak relatively late, um, and from what I played, it was fun, but apparently I missed, like, a wave of when it was, like, really bad. Uh, but, like, even so, there's I still have certain issues with Spellbreak. Well, I think uh, a BR that has progression system is kind of weird, but, um, but, you know, uh, other than that, like, it's a pretty solid game. BR with now a progression the, system? What do you mean? Or, so if you play, like, there's, there's certain passives that you get in the game. Uh, from playing that like glove and some of those passes are busted it's like one of the passives is like uh, immune to freeze and electric shock Mm -hmm. which like then makes uh uh ice gauntlets ass and it also makes um electric gauntlets not as useful because like the whole reason you want to play ice gauntlet is to freeze someone so you can do a big damage so if they just immune to it then what's the point i mean like it still does like the ice is basically the sniper gauntlet so it still does decent damage but like I i think passes like that should only be picked up within the game. Gotcha. Uh, okay. And not something that you can just equip before you even jump Go down. Into I think it. that's pretty I think that's pretty weird. I agree. Uh, and, and that also uh, works hard against new players because they have to like if you're a new player, you don't have those passives. So now you're in there in this uh game getting dumpstered on by uh veteran players not only because they're better than you but also because they have better skills than you or um they just play passives more. than you. Yeah. So it's just I don't know. That's, true. That, that's not a that's not a good that does not leave a good taste in my mouth that's all i know um but yeah no so i mean that's you know crunch culture it, i don't think we're ever gonna get past it because there's so many ways to make that work early access kind of feeds into it because like all that does is that's like wide beta testing so yeah. now uh people will tell you like also it's an easy way to put out your unfinished game <laughs> and very still get, easy yep and still get like accolades and shit fucking what is that? Uh, Fortnite was an early access. I'm thinking it might still be an early access. I'm not even sure. But For all like we that, know, yeah. Like, well, that game was a completed game in early access forever. Well, the problem is, like, I, I'm, I really like early access as an idea, like as a concept. I think it's really yeah. good. But the problem is that games do abuse it, and it's like you're not using this to help develop systems or try to make the game better. Like, um, like Hades did. Hades made the game way better with early access because it was from a trusted developer. But so many right. people give you like a little tiny like piece of cheese and they're like, okay, this is this is good. Let us know how to make it better. And then you you play it and you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. This tastes delicious. Yeah. But there's nothing else to it. That's the whole thing. And they, they didn't really plan for it to get as popular as it was. And I don't know. It, it, it creates issues. It's a, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. I think about like early access risk of rain right like we still enjoy that game because it was just like it was just, it was just a repeat you just keep going and going right yeah and then like now that full game is out it's cool you know you got a little boss that's nice uh but the the core of the gameplay is still relatively the same and i enjoyed it before i played robo quest 
I enjoyed RoboQuest. It was mm-hmm. like uh, Gunfire Reborn. RoboQuest has two areas right now in its early access. And because I beat it in like four or five hours, I don't feel like I'm ever going to go back. I don't yeah. care about the like, new updates because like that was just that, that's too short of an early access. Gunfire Reborn had early access, but there was four areas. And e- each of those areas had uh, like what well, you have three areas in each of the four areas. So you play for a bit. This game is like. I mean, like, I literally sped through, and I just, I don't know, man. Like, I, I couldn't imagine me picking it back up later just to see what the third boss is after already playing the first two bosses. And, like, and I've, I've gathered everything in the game, too, as far as the upgrades. It's just that that is too early of an access. I, th- yeah. I think sometimes how early is too early, that's it right there. So, yeah. all right. Yeah. Uh, I think we kind of got away from the crunch topic that we were talking about, but it yeah, sucks. Whoop. It sucks. Whoops, whoops, whoops. We both right, here we go. That. Uh, all right, so we can go ahead and start with the viewer questions. We got Palace SSB sure. saying, "What's your ideal game length for an average game?" Average I'm game? Gonna, I'm gonna say ten hours. I yep. think ten hours is is a good sweet spot of like, uh, like all right. So let's let's say ten hours for like an adventure game or adventure action adventure game. Ten hours is, is like where if I don't feel like I've made progression in that time, I don't want to play anymore. Yeah, ten to twelve. Is what I would say. I uh, it's funny because we were talking about Crash Bandicoot on an earlier episode. I played I think about twelve to fifteen hours of Crash Four, and I was really liking it. And like I thought it was wrapping up, but then you, no spoilers, but then like the worlds keep opening up, and I'm like, oh my god, Jesus Christ! And part of it was my fault because like the game is built in such a way, and this is really the problem with Crash in general, where like. You don't know if you're getting all the boxes until the end. So you could spend 10 minutes on a level trying not to die less than three times. And then you get to the end. It's like, oh, you missed a couple. And it's very annoying. I, I I know this is neither here nor there. But I can tell you, as soon as that level opened up and I realized I'd be playing more than like 10 to 15 hours, I was like, okay, I'm out. You just check out. And I feel like a lot of games do that. I'm, I'm 10 to 12 hours. 10 to 12 hours yeah. generally. If it's more than that, you got to really hook me in. Yeah, and now I know I know you guys all know me for roguelikes, and I put very much like a lot of hours in those. That's different. I'm talking about like a game that you get to, you know, point from point A to point B, and you know, beginning to end. Like I need a that, that's a ten to twelve hour experience. RPGs. Yeah, there there is a difference because like if I played a ten hour Souls game because I love the Souls games, I would be like frustrated. I'd be like, "What the hell yeah. is this?" But I think, I think RPGs are probably like forty five hours. If I if I don't feel like yeah. I'm close close to the end in about forty hours, I probably don't want to play anymore. So, <laughs> like, but one of the things is I think it depends on the name too. Because like if it's if it's a Final Fantasy game, I want it to be 30, 40 hours because that's Final Fantasy's brand. But like, what's the so, like, if I play a Souls game, I want it to be, you know, 30, 35, 40 hours. If right. I play, like, Mortal Shell, which was supposed to be, like, a Souls ripoff, basically, I want that to be 8 to 10. Because that's okay. not a Souls game. You don't have as many ideas. You're not going to. So, just give me a more unique, like, thing in a different way, you know, and then I'll play that and I'll, I'll enjoy it all the way through rather than trying to stretch it out. Um, it was crazy. The PS5 is, like, literally right around the corner, and I'm just still thinking, I'm st- like, it's... It, it feels like I'm getting no news about it anymore. No. I know. Yeah. It's really weird. It's really weird how it doesn't feel like there's... I don't feel like we're like three weeks away from a console launch. I don't... Maybe it's because we're older now. I, yeah. I just... I don't know. I mean, I had mine on pre-order. It's a little... November 12th, 2020 is when it comes out. And I'm just... Just here. Like... <laughs> like... Okay, cool. How'd you get right, pre-order? Well, I need to get one. I got, I got GameStop homies, bro. <laughs> Oh, where do I get a GameStop, homies? Uh, <laughs> you gotta go sit in a GameStop. Like, hey man, uh, you need friends, bro? Hey, I'm a streamer. Wear my Twitch hoodie. Hey everybody. Uh, All right. So, I, uh, God, I gotta figure it out because I've been I've been so focused on the 3080, which I I know I'm never gonna get now. Same. Uh, but I got. I mean, if it wasn't for my if it wasn't for the the GameStop homies, I wouldn't have either. So. Oh my God. All right. Mm. I'll try to get. It. I'll try to get it. All right. Obi Wan Kurope says hmm uh y'all game and video games can serve as multifaceted tools they can be used for learning social interaction exercise coping mechanisms careers entertainment rehabilitation etc what do you think that these important why do you think that these uh important positive benefits are so often overlooked because they're hard to make if you can make you can make an extremely inclusive very helpful infotainment game and nobody's gonna play it 
because you're going to spend so much time trying to like here's the thing you have to make the game fun right well i mean even even that i just don't think most people are looking for games for that reason like i mean i remember like we all remember uh you know blaster math math blasters or whatever like and we all played that game. Like, well, I don't know about we all, because some of y'all might be too young. But back in my day, <laughs> when I was in middle in, in uh, elementary school, there was this uh, art math game where you were like a spaceman and you did like math problems to like, you know, beat the boss and, and like advance and stuff. That's great. Is that going to be a multi-million dollar game? Hell no, because that only applies to people in school. Like, you're not going to be at home like, you know what I'm trying to play right now, bro? <laughs> I need to learn some mathematics. So it, it's just, that's a hard, it's a very hard demographic to like push like your 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 like your base sales are going going to be like teachers you know what i mean and not every teacher is going to be cool like that you know what i mean so like it's just i don't know i think that's just a hard uh, thing to push for sure i i think you can do it if it's fun like i think so one of the reasons that everybody loves celeste is because Celeste is fun as hell, and it it mm. has some very strong messages in there. I mean, if you care to look for them, obviously about perseverance and mental health and blah blah blah, all the same stuff. But do you know how many games I've played that are about mental health that are just bad, that are just really bad, and they're just like, no, but this is a serious game about anxiety. I'm like, I don't care. I'm bored. You know what I mean? It's like I'm not trying to be insensitive, but you you with all the stuff. If you're going to make the game try to have a meaning or a message, you should still make it either fit in with the gameplay or make it compelling to play. It's not enough to make it uh, deep or interesting. You have to have it... It has to be sort of able to stand on its own two legs, which is why Celeste was so good and other games were not. Um, but it's hard to do both because... Yeah, the Depression Quest, there's there's a lot... Last of Us 2, I mean, like, there's a lot of examples of that... I, I spoiled myself on something at the end of The Last of Us 2 involving the guitar, and I was like, oh, that's a really cool idea. I love the fact that they put that in the game. I wish I could have gotten to that point, but I didn't because it was so boring. And that's the problem, is like you can either invest all your time in the messaging or you can invest your time into the gameplay. But I feel Wait, like are you talking about her not being able to, uh, to wow, play anymore? Wow, you spoiled it. That's crazy. Uh, it doesn't matter. Dude, that joint has been out forever, bro. If you, if you wanted to play it by now, you would have played it. Anyway... I thought that was a really cool thing, though. The fact that she yeah. her, her quest for revenge made it so she lost the one thing that connected her to the person she... I thought that was really cool, and I'm like, wow, good job, Neil. But I never got to that point because I got bored. I think that there's a decent amount of, um, of like, uh, games that do have, like, messages like that, though. I mean, even, even with Nier, they were, there was messages about, like, you know, like, social injustices and things like that. I mm-hmm. think all that's very cool, but... I, I don't think that was the selling point. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like, so yeah. you can spec that into your uh, into your games for sure. But to to start with the selling point of, all right, man, this game deals with depression. Most people are going to be like, all right, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm already depressed. I'm good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I don't need to live it in my fantasy. I, world I play well. that game every day, bro. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> so, Come on. so yeah, it's I don't know. It's just a little hard for that to work. But I mean, I do like seeing games like that. I do like seeing games that are a little uh, more conscious. I just don't know how to market them myself to get more people to see it as like a multi-million dollar triple-A title type game. So, yeah. Uh, well, what the? Hold on, bro. Uh, I just see some Herman uh, Lee got banned and it says, oh, man, guys, don't play your uh, music on stream if you don't own your music. If you gave it to someone to distribute it for you, you may not own your music. It's crazy, but it's just don't do it. OK, so I guess this guy played his own music and then he got banned. Got him. <laughs> bro, that's. <laughs> I'm good. Anyway, get his ass. Get him. Uh, Macajin says Hades is a twenty-five dollar uh, game. Uh, is better than any six-dollar game made this year. Stop. That was his gaming opinion. Stop. 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 You you played it the most recent. I don't know <laughs> if it's better, but come on, that's just that's that's mad recency bias. What else came out this year? There was a lot of good stuff. Final Fantasy. I mean, the people. VII? This like, is where the people were arguing. So someone said, uh, "Are we counting deluxe editions as their own game?" And then he said, "Cause Persona Five Deluxe is sixty. And then he comes, and the other guy says, "And Xenoblade Chronicles DE." And then they, that guy says, "Pretty sure we proved that the, uh, that there were some sixty dollars games this year that were better than Hades." And then Macajin says, "Nah, I said what I said." And then <laughs> Hugh Poppy says, "Nah, Hades isn't as good as P5R or Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition." 
And then Magogen says, you're right, it's better by far. <laughs> wow, at that. So people Listen, are just swinging at each other. So this is the thing, though. I'm not going to... We're not counting remakes. Stop, count, stop counting remakes as new games. Like, that's not... It, it, all you got that's like re, that's like extra DLC on on top of uh, a game that you've already played. I'm not. We're not gonna do that. Like I'm not gonna compare uh, Xenoblade Chronicles DE to any game that is a new IP when Xenoblade Chronicles has been out for at least seven years now. When did that game first come out? Hold on. Xenoblade Chronicles release date. This, it's been it's been a while. 2010. It's been out for ten years. Okay, so we can stop talking about it. Like. It's it's a new game. It's not. I mean, there's probably some new stuff in there. That's great, and some quality of life buffs. It's still it's not a new game. You know, I have over. So I have 38 hours in Hades. Mm-hmm. I have 102 hours in Fall Guys. So like, you know, uh, you don't even like Fall Guys anymore, though. That's true. <laughs> but but. I'm just saying, and I, I, w- I definitely would call Hades a better game, but the time is kind of, and, and on top of that, you gotta, like, Hades is stream poison for me, Fall Guys was, was lucrative for a while, so, like, there's a little bit in there, but still, it's like, I don't know, I'm yeah. looking at other games that came out this year, um, I mean, Hades is, is near the top, but, uh, is it better than Doom? I don't know, Doom Eternal was very good. Very, 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 very good. So, I can't think. I mean, I I don't know, man. Like, there's it's a this good year's game for been sure. so long. <laughs> this it's, year's it's been a good so game long. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, it's it's a good game for sure. I just don't know if I could be like, bro, like you know, like that's not not really not really where I'm at right now. So, um, uh, let me make sure I'm not missing any questions because they're they're all scattered all over the place. I can't believe these guys really just arguing more. Uh, all right, here we go. Y'all gaming. Uh, might have had this question asked, but I want to ask anyway, seeing as it's almost Halloween, do you have any scary games that you enjoy? A personal favorite of mine is Resident Evil. The first one? Really? Uh, um, he just he just says Resident Evil. I don't know. if there, there, There's probably some number on there. He just didn't say it. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the Silent Hill games. I've only played... I haven't played one, but I've played two through four, and then I also played uh, Shattered Memories on the Wii, I think, or something. I played a bunch of those, but two through four are all very good, so I would highly recommend those. Okay. Uh, the Milk Monster, interesting name, <laughs> says, hashtag y'all gaming. Indies are becoming much more standalone, uh, much better standalone gaming experiences than AAA games. Partly uh, from Opinion. them trying to make a game. Opinion. Uh, partly from them trying to make a game instead of a game as a service. That's true. That part's true. I feel like a lot a lot of these games are like they're trying to create platforms before the game is even made. You know what I mean? They're trying to get you to play it like consistently throughout a long period of time. Uh, that's the whole thing with the I, I talk about this all the time. I'll never forget that Darwin project thing at E3 where they had like the shoutcasters talking about the game and like trying to make it esports or whatever. Um, indie games just don't have the scale for that or the scope for it. I, yeah, I think the the issue with any game is like, yeah, it's just it, it's the stigma behind it. Everyone's always, 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 always looking for the next AAA game, even if they don't even like the 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 um the developer. Like every time a street, you know, Street Fighter Five came out and everyone was all upset, and look how many people are still playing Street Fighter Five. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, oh man, this isn't four. Anyway, I'm gonna keep playing. So like, they that's just that just goes with the title. Like you 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 get to the area of being a triple A, then people will pay attention to you. And it sucks because there are some really, really, really good indie games out there that will just never get that shine because of the word indie. So, yeah. uh, I mean, uh, I've, obviously, I, I love indie games because, I mean, I play like, I play indie games almost exclusively now on my Switch. Like, I feel like there's not really a lot of triple uh, uh, A or Nintendo games that I'm playing as of right now. I mean, it's, you know, Smash. Sometimes I'll, I'll fire some Splatoon. Other than that, it's mostly indie games. But, uh to, I don't know if they're making better. I just think there's more indie games coming out, so th- it's easier to say that you're playing more indie games that you feel are better than AAA games. Yep. Because of the sheer scope of indie games that are coming out. A new indie game releases like once every like five hours, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, they're, it, it's, it's, you can't keep up with all of them. And they're so unique yeah. and they give such different experiences that like it feels like they're better. But you don't re- like, you only remember the really good stuff. I just recently, yeah. uh, stopped about halfway through this uh, metroidvania that i'm playing called kunai um mm-hmm. it's pretty good but it's not great 
it's got a very cool art style, but like it's not that interesting. It's like I'm not gonna remember that. But if I played Hollow Knight for the first time, I'd be like, oh my god, this is life changing. So like you're 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 thinking about the stars, but you're not thinking about all the like seven out of tens. I think that's all. Yeah. Oh, I've I've seen this game. Yeah, it's it's okay. It's, it, it it looks like a solid okay experience. So. Uh. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, and then we got we got another one here from Basic Outrage. Basic Outrage says uh, games that have uh, gameplay revolving around grind, like Genshin and Destiny, to get better gear, have to strive uh, a balance for that grind to be fun and not be a pain in the ass. Uh, what do you guys think is a perfect example of a good grind or an example of a terrible grind? And the Milk Monster actually came back and said, "Good grind is Monster Hunter, as the grind is, is really rewarded by strong game fundamentals, helping the later game immensely." Uh, I can agree with that. For Monster Hunter World, I did. I enjoyed that grind. I, I enjoyed making every uh, switch axe weapon, and I didn't need to. I just wanted to, and so like that feels good. Um, Genshin. I feel like Genshin's grind later on actually kind of grinds to a halt, but that's because it is gacha games, so they're gonna, they are going to try to get money out of you. Makes sense for me. Uh, there uh, sucks, but it, I mean, I, I get why it is, and I can't really think of any other game. Well, you know what's a terrible grind game? Octopath Traveler. That was a terrible grind game. <laughs> I did not that, play that. It. That did not feel rewarding at all to play eight different stories, and they never really matched up. So ah. I'm good on that. I'm good on that. I feel like grinding is only as good as, yeah. Like, like you can only make grinding interesting if the rest of the game can support it and hold it up. Uh, I hate grinding in games. I absolutely hate it, but. I will actually like it and enjoy it if I like traveling the world enough. Um, Spider-Man is is an example of this. I got the platinum trophy in Spider-Man, and like most of it was just like beat up these robbers, like who are it's like petty crimes, like go across the city and beat up these common thugs. And it's like okay, but I liked it because traversing the world was cool enough, and you know it, it felt cool to move in it. Um, in Red Dead 2, which we just talked about, I actually like, I kind of like grinding stuff. And it's not fun. It's like you have to get like four bears, three rabbits, and then you have to go to the spot and hope that they spawn. And sometimes they don't. I spent hours looking for these goddamn buffalo. It's like, it's not really fun, but I like it because the world is so um, compelling and interesting that I'm okay with it. But like, there's always the chance that your motivation just draws, like, can drop off a cliff out of nowhere. That happens a lot. Um, in fact, that happened to me in Hades. I felt like I wasn't making any progression. Uh, the heat system was annoying me. And it's like, all right, well, I'm done here. So I haven't booted it up in like three weeks now. And I like the game, but it just, I thought I saw all I had to see. You know what I mean? So yeah, grinds will always have a risk of just pushing the player too far, I think. I, I think I think grinding as as needed for story progression is awful. I hate that. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it it, it happens. I, I I just I think what when it comes down to certain games too, there's certain aspects of games that like I've just kind of grown out of. I don't like I don't like random encounters in, in RPGs anymore. Like, let me see the enemy. Let me choose if I want to scrap them. I'm probably going to want to scrap them. Yeah. But also, if I need to go somewhere quickly, uh, I would like to be able to avoid those people too. Uh, you know, and that just uh, random random encounters in in games for me has has been a, like. That, that's pretty much that's always gonna be a negative point for me now like I'm, yeah. I'm pretty i'm pretty over that so and like one of my favorite rpgs is uh chrono trigger and that's what that game is uh, it like too but i just i don't know man like if that came out now i would hope that i could like see the enemies and scrap instead there's uh, uh i started playing final fantasy 7 and i i just sort of fell off it i haven't been doing it but on the switch there's uh a speed up which is a lifesaver. You click in mm. the stick and it goes at like I think three times speed, and I'm like, oh my god, thank god. I still stop playing because it's still uh, I don't know. Old games just oh, I'm tripping, don't though. hit as much, but yeah. I was I forgot. Chrono Trigger is not the random counter one. I'm I'm thinking of something else. Oh but, no. Yeah, but it's just I know the Octopath had it, and I, I hated that. And also, I didn't I didn't play any of the most of the Final Fantasies for that exact reason too. So yeah, it's annoying. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Uh, with, uh, that being, I think that, I think we have, like, one more question, uh, in here. Hold on. Do we? I'm looking. Oh, here we go. The Wood, uh, uh, Wood, uh, Pushblock said, people need to stop asking for countless remakes 
of games that are already good and available to play on widespread hardware. We should uh, start asking for remakes of games with huge potential with either hardware limitations or other flaws held uh, back and can be fixed. I can, I can, I can agree with that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it depends on what you mean by inaccessible hardware. Because, like, a PS2 game is mad hard to play now. Because PS2 can't go to HDMI, and then you've got all these other issues. So, like, how far back are we talking? If you mean, like, a PS3 or an Xbox game, I, like, the issue is nobody's going to want to buy that whole system just for a remake. But then again, a lot of these things are on digital storefronts. So, like, if you want... I'm trying to think of an example. If you want something upgraded just for, like, a graphical upgrade, yeah, you don't need that. Um, but a lot of other things you just can't play. Like, that's why I think a lot of people were, were complaining about the Mario 3D All-Stars thing. I get why people were mad, but at the same time, it's like... For, for the large majority of people... You're not going to get an emulator. You're not going to have an N64 sitting in your closet. Having a 64 game and a GameCube game and a Wii game all on a Switch is really cool. You know, like there's, you could, uh, th- they should have done more, I think. But the fact that they didn't, you know, for most people, they're going to be fine. I, I, I just, I, I've stop liking remakes for a long time and like and and the thing is that like most of the stuff that like i think it's just me in general as a person i don't like replaying games multiple times like that like i have definitely replayed a decent amount of zeldas just because but like i i don't that like if i've already got the experience once and i've done everything i don't really feel like i need to do it again like if i went through ocarina time you know grabbed all the hearts uh got all the swords uh or got the uh goron sword all that good stuff and you know, did all the side missions. I have no the, the the nostalgia for me is not doing that again. Like that was a good game. Yeah. And I played it and I completed it. And now I'm gonna move on. And that's why I just don't really care too much about uh remakes. Like now remasters, depending on what the game is, like uh, uh, remakes remasters, it really depends on what the game is, like as far as like um, well, I think that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't like remasters more than I like dislike remakes because remakes they can actually change some stuff up. Like Final Fantasy VII, that remake was godlike. It was a, it was played in a different way. You still got the story, and they're coming out with more of it. Uh, I never wanted to play Final Fantasy tra- traditionally, but an action RPG remake is dope. Yeah. Now, if they just gave me Final Fantasy as a remaster with updated graphics as RPG from Final Fantasy like the original. I'm skipping that. I don't want to do that. Like I, that does not make me want to play if I already didn't want to play before. And if I beat it and I spent a lot of time on it before, then I don't want to do it again. I think the only time I want like a remake is for like I don't know sillier games. Like if Pokemon Stadium two uh, and one mini games were bundled into a game, <laughs> and it was, I would buy that yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Like yeah. I would one and two mini games bundled into a game HD graphics. I would buy the shit out of that. But if you're gonna like repackage Pokemon Stadium One, and in HD graphics, but I only get the first 150 Pokemon, I'm not rebuying that. Like yeah. I'm not gonna get that. Like that's just uh, that's going back in time for nostalgia for no reason. I'm good. I I think you have to do something special to it. So like Tony Hawk One and Two just came out, and that was actually really good. It was really mm-hmm. well made. Um, but the main sell there were just kind of the graphics, and it just looks really pretty, and the gameplay still holds up as much as it did then. Um, you either have to do something really interesting with sort of bringing it to the next gen like that with the graphics and the gameplay is good enough to stand on its own or you bring the gameplay into a new like you 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 make adjustments to the gameplay that weren't available back then that make the game better now um, like Resident Evil 2 kind of did that it made the graphics right. better yeah but it also changed a lot of the things like the inventory management and all the bad crap that comes with the old uh, Resident Evil games that I think made it more interesting. So it's a uh, it's it's it can go either way. But yeah, I agree. There's no reason to uh, to retread old ground in most situations. Yeah, I finally figured out what I was thinking, dude. It was the so in Chrono Trigger, the the encounters aren't random. Like you're not just running around and then like you get pulled into a screen. Yeah, but like enemies will like be hiding behind like bushes and stuff. So like you'll like walk by and then they'll be like, "Look ah, yeah, good." Yeah, yeah. And like that, I guess. I like that a little more because it's like, ah, I might have been able to avoid that if I was looking. But, like, when I'm just, like, trying to run and then the screen just, like, like Pokemon. 
like like old Pokemon when yeah. you're just like, all right, I'm in a cave, I'm moving, I want to get out of this cave. Two steps ahead of the cave, you get hit by another uh, encounter. I don't want to like just let me leave. You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. just let me leave. That so I don't know those those games of uh, when I was younger, I could do that for sure. But now that I'm older, I hate I hate chance uh, or I hate random encounters like yeah with a passion. So for sure. Anyway. Uh, I think that's going to be it for us, guys. I'm pretty sure we answered all your questions today. Make sure you uh, make sure you hit the follow button here on Prediction Esports. Do it. And if you want to see this video later, it will be on my YouTube. But if you want to listen to our podcast, I know we rambled a little bit today, but we do be talk we do be talking about gaming. Um, we truly do. You can uh, come through on our Apple uh, Podcast or our Spotify Podcast, as those links will be going up very soon. Uh, you got any final words, bro? Nope. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back next week for another episode on Tuesday of Y'all Gaming, the only show where we ask, are y'all gaming? Uh, I'm going to be streaming tonight. I assume you will, too. Um, uh, are I you will, dumb for the day? Uh, I might. I might. It depends. Might. I, th- I might check out that Ghost Runner because, it, 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 you know, it came through the inbox. I might as well. I got to go pick up my glasses now, though. So, got some new glasses, baby. It's time. Anyway, uh, thank you all for watching. Uh, if you for always use the hashtag y'all gaming so that way we can uh, see what uh, you can use it in, in the middle of the week too. Like I, I have the thing set up mm-hmm. on my um, on my tweet deck so I can always see what's going on. So if you ever have uh, some opinions, you know, and you want to you want y'all gaming to talk about them, make sure you use the hashtag y'all gaming. It's the easiest way for us to find them. Thank y'all for watching. Uh, stay safe, wear a mask, and have a good night. See you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.